You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pumpfakes looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. What's up? I'm Michael Bumpus along with NASA Chobie, and this is Hawk Talk, the recap edition. Cowboys come up to the Northwest, and they take a L, 38-31. to Great performance by the Seahawks offense. And like we usually do, let's get into these trenches with Ray Roberts. It's time to go inside the trenches with former Seahawk Ray Roberts. Big Ray, what's, what's up? happening? Just feeling like a villain, man. Feeling good, tough. Uh, I guess it wasn't a tough win, but just a, an exciting one nonetheless. And uh, so, just recovering from it this morning. Recovering from it, and you know, I want to go straight to the old line, man. I mean, Damian Lewis goes down. Upati is banged up. We see Simmons in there. And it seemed like they didn't skip a beat. It seemed like Russell had a lot of time to work um, when it comes to throwing the football. What did you see out of this O-line? Well, I was super impressed uh, because when Damian Lewis went down and then um, um, Simmons came in for him, and then Upati went down, and then uh, so so, uh, DeMarco Jones came in and Simmons went to the other side. So, uh, I was really curious to see how that was going to hold up. Simmons played uh, a little bit last year and played well when he did before he got injured. And so uh, he's their type of of, uh, of 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 player along the offensive line. And so I was really impressed. I think that they spent a lot of time, energy, and money on the offensive line this offseason uh, trying to create competition and depth. And I think it paid off for them. And, and if you if you look at the whole game yesterday, there were just a, there were a lot of dudes that were in backup roles that contributed greatly uh, to the win. If you look at uh, Alton Robinson coming in and getting a, some pass rush and uh, getting you know getting some hits on the quarterback. If you look at you know uh, uh, Shaquem having to come in and play like a spy type player near the end of the game to try to slow down the Dallas Cowboy offense and made a couple plays. And you look at uh, you know Neil with the interception at the end of the game. So uh, the Seahawks have to feel. They're, they can't be super excited about the injuries they had, but they got to be super excited about the guys that, that they brought up uh, for this game that maybe weren't expected to contribute as much, but contribute uh, contributed greatly in a good way. Yeah, it's always nice when you get contributions from guys that you don't really count on. You know, they're, they're twos and threes, and they come in and they make plays. Now, this offense is scoring over 30 points a game. Is this something that has to continue for this team to reach all the goals they have set for themselves? I would say they have to keep the scoring, you know, at least, you know, 27, you know, 30 points a game at this point until the defense kind of catches up to be able to shut people down and uh, and not have to, uh, you know, have this, these shootout uh, type of games. I don't think that um, – I don't think for the long haul that this, this type of style for the entire team is going to be sustainable where you're just trying to, uh, you know, outscore the, the, the other opponent at such a – at such a high rate. So I think the defense at some point has to, has to come into play. And then I think also, like we talked yesterday, the, the, the running game is going to have to act as some defense uh, against other teams uh, just to kind of slow them down, take the air out of the ball, give them less time to, to operate. Because then that also adds pressure to their play callers and their players and their decision makers. And it doesn't give them so much time to try to 
uh, attack that Seattle defense. All right, now I'm going to ask you something I know you're passionate about, and let me remind you, this is a uh, family program. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> Chris Carson's injury, I mean, we saw that thing live, up close and personal, got Gator rolled on. What are your thoughts behind that whole situation? It's, I mean, it's just a really, really dirty play. Uh, for, for a guy that is, like, second year in the league, uh, Trying to trying to make his come up, you know, as a defensive tackle, playing good football, like th- things like that are just not necessary. It just, I mean, and you're 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 doing against a player who has battled his entire football career to stay healthy and on the field, and then for you to do something like that that will jeopardize his ability to, to be available to the team. And Chris Carson's in a contract year. I'm sure he's not thinking about all of that as he's doing this horrendous play, but Mike. I was so angry about it. Like I just, I couldn't even put it, put it down throughout the night. Like I came home and I was still angry about it. You know, we, we shared on, on the group messaging and stuff like, like stuff like that as an offensive lineman, it really gets under my skin. And, and, and the only thing I can think of is retaliation. And it, and I'm, I'm not talking about like, you know, a fine from Troy Vincent or the NFL. I'm talking about offensive linemen taking care of the business and, and, uh, and that business is protecting your own. And so uh, it, I woke up this morning with it on my mind again and it's just I just cannot I cannot get rid of it but it's a really 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 dirty play man and I don't know what the you know consequences can be I don't know if the NFL has any you know oversight over something like that but uh but if there is something needs to be done that way but then uh there's there should be some offensive linemen on some other teams that should handle their business uh with him in a, in a certain way well I saw a tweet from Joe Fan. he says that that player will be fined um but you know, this is going to be like uh, when a pitcher throws out a uh, or when a when a batter like celebrates a home run and the pitcher throws at him. You know, there's got there's going to be some some street justice. I feel like when it comes to that, um, hopefully it's nothing too crazy. Uh, well, but now I, let's. I was going to say, ahead, I, I, you know, I've, I've taken it for the team a few times in my career. <laughs> uh, and so uh, so somebody needs to step up and just take one for the team. Like even if you got to put a backup in for a few plays, let them take a couple shots and get him kicked out of the game and put the starter back in. I don't know. But it's just that type of play, man, it's just not necessary, and it's uncalled for. Uncalled for. Uh, this defense now, it continues to give up a bunch of bunch of yards, a bunch of points. I mean, what do you see out of this defense? What needs to be fixed? How do they get themselves out of this, I wouldn't call it a slump, or just out of this this, this performances, these performances they've been putting on these last few weeks? Well, I think that the two things that, that needs to uh, obviously, like, uh, be addressed is like third down, like getting third down calls and de- defenses that can get the defense off the field, and then the chunk yardage. Uh, they've given up a lot of uh, ten plus, fifteen plus yard plays, and so you have to you have to address that. And I think uh, even though the game kind of got a little bit a- away from them on defense uh, yesterday, there were still some good things in that game. Like there there was a, a you could see an improved pass rush. It wasn't consistent throughout the game, but you could see at moments where uh, where where the rush was working and whether it was either blitzing or you had Robinson coming or, uh, can't ever say to do his name, Mayoa, Mayoa. Um, you know, he looks like he's um, turning into like a good pass rusher. I think he just needs a little bit more consistency and, and, and working with his hands a little bit, a little bit. But there were some good things in that. And then, you, like I said, you had the guys making the plays at the end of the game that had to come in with uh, Griffin and with Neil. And so there are some good things to take away from it. However, when the, when the captain of the defense, uh, 
Bobby Wagner doesn't look real excited after a win during a press conference, then you know that he knows that they know that there's some issues on that defense that they need to get addressed. And so I have faith in Pete Carroll's history with defense, his history coaching defense, his knowledge of defense, and also with uh, with uh, Ken Norton, that they're going to they're gonna make the adjustments. I think they'll make – I don't know, like Paul said at this point, I don't know if they'll be like a top 10 or 15 defense, but I think they'll get to the point where they're not giving up four and 500 yards a game and they can get off the field on third down and then the, and the offense doesn't have to score 38 points to win. Yeah, it's it's evident. Everybody knows. Uh, and I think that fans need to chill a little bit when it comes to their criticism because these guys are on the field. They see that they deck through for 470. They see that they're putting up points. So we'll see how they adjust. So now last one I got for you, Ray. Russell Wilson, 14 touchdowns, first three games, um, NFL record, playing at extremely high level. What are you seeing out of this guy? And do you think this this can continue? Well, the, the thing that I think can continue that, that you can like, you know, bet the house on is uh, Russell Wilson is at a place in his career and with his knowledge of this offense that he is probably making the right decision 99% of the time. And I'm not just saying that just to kind of elevate it. Like I almost want to give him 100% of the time because it just feels that way. Like every pass he makes, every audible he makes, uh, you know, every decision he uh, when he decides to take the ball down and run, like every decision he, he's making his own point. And I think with the way Russell goes about his work, the way he goes about his study, the way he go, goes about his preparation, that is something that's not going to drop off throughout the year. Now, the defense is that the defense that they play against may make some plays, but it won't be because Russell made the wrong decision. And I think that's the thing that you can rest on. That's the thing that will give this offense the chance to be this explosive throughout the whole season because Russell is in a is in a place where He's just making the right decision. And I just don't I don't see that falling off just because of the way Russell is. In Russ, we trust. We also trust Big Ray and all the information he gives us. I appreciate you taking time. I'll talk to you again soon, man. Yes, sir. Go Seahawks. Go Hawks. NASA Choby. Hawks are three and oh. Three and oh, dog. Um, let me tell you something. Every Monday I get excited because they're all victory Mondays. The VMAC <laughs> is a great place. When we win football games and we keep doing that this year, 3-0, great start. 3-0, great start. Let's keep it rolling, but let's talk about how they did it. What had happened, Nass? See, what had happened at first was... What happened was... What had happened was... On Hawk Talk. I'll tell you what had happened. Russell Wilson is doing his thing once again. Five touchdowns. Taking care of the football. Seems like he's in complete control with everything that he's doing. Not forcing the ball down the field. Has a chance to win the game. Goes out and wins the football game. And he didn't play his best football. Well, <laughs> the fact that you can even say a sentence about a guy not playing his best football when the dude throws for five touchdowns should have had six. <laughs> I mean, it's it's honestly, it's unreal. And you you guys talked to Pete Carroll this morning on Danny Gallant, and uh, he talked about his conviction, right? With, with yeah. His conviction over this offense. He talked about a ball on that last drive that he threw a slant to DK. DK didn't catch, but, I mean, Russell threw it about 1,000 miles per hour. It's a fastball, and Pete just talked about You can just see in some of his throws when he needs to zip it in there and get those tight windows, he's right on. When he's floated over the top like it did to Tyler Lockett, he's right on. So the man is just balling out. I'm really running out of things to say about him because he's so <laughs> freaking good. He's in complete control of the situation. I tell you who's not in control is that defense. They gave up a bunch of yards. But it seems like when it's time to make a play, when, a, when there's absolutely no other choice, they come up big and uh, get a pick at the end of the game. 
Yeah, no, it's a great story, too. And you got to look at the guy who got that pick. Ryan Neal was on the practice yeah. squad, gets a call Sunday morning, has no idea that he's going to be suiting up. And then on top of that, not only are you going to be active and playing, okay, you're going to run down on kickoff special teams, cool. Then Jamal Adams goes down, and now you're playing in crunch time. So it's really awesome to see him get that pick at the end of the game. And it's really great to see all these unsung heroes, guys, that we didn't think we'd call upon making big plays at the end of games. Next man up, that's one of the uh, the most common sayings in football because it's inevitable. Guys are going to get hurt, and someone else is going to have to step up. You know who's been stepping up all year? Hmm. Tyler Lockett. DK Metcalf. DK had his little mishap with the fumble, but came through later with a game-winning touchdown. But Tyler Lockett continues to make this offense go. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he without Tyler Lockett, I have no idea where we'd be. Obviously, Russell Wilson's the MVP of the National Football League right now. But Tyler Lockett, he's Mr. Consistent. If you need to get the offense going, especially in the pass game, you're going to find Tyler Lockett. Three touchdowns. I mean, the dude is just – he's unreal. And he, he just finds a way to get open, man. He's a technician, straight up. Now, they're playing at such a high level. We talked about, can these guys both have 1,000 yards at the end of the season? They are on pace to do exactly that. And I think once the tight ends get more involved, I mean, that's really going to open this offense up. So offense is playing at a high level, but I still think there's another step they can take. Now, the unfortunate part of this game is that injury bug does not discriminate. Everybody in this mm -hmm. league has been hit with it. Let's talk about some of these injuries. Jamal I mean Adams, growing. Damian Lewis, ankle. Jordan Brooks, knee. Carson, ankle. With the, I, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss of words, Nass. Just that's give just, me something. That's just a name of few. we we got to forget Quentin Dunbar didn't even play because his knee swelled up the night before. Uh, Lano Hill, back issue, spazzing up the day of the game. So it's it's really tough, and that's that's another testament. Yes, this defense has given up a ton of yards. They know they can't do that. They know they're giving up too much things, but – when you see some of those names that are leaving the game, I mean, you lose Bruce Irvin, then his replacement, Jordan Brooks, gets hurt in the same game. I mean, it's just tough. Yeah. Jamal Adams, Mr. Energy, the guy bringing in our secondary, for him to lose him too. So it, it's tough, man. And that's just the one thing. I'm hoping the Seahawks can get through Miami this week and then Minnesota and get a little bit of reprieve in that bye week, man. But these injuries are definitely stacking up. No disrespect to Miami, but I guess it's kind of disrespect. I'm glad they're playing them. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad they're not they're not flying the East Coast to play New England or somebody like that. I mean, if there's a week to play Miami, I'm grateful that is this week, and I think they can still get it done. Now, the Seahawks are 57-0 when leading by four or more at halftime, and they're 9-0 when allowing QBs to throw for 400 yards. I told you in the preview game, I said, hey, just let them throw for 400. <laughs> and, and the Hawks are good to go. Man, you, yeah, you said it, all right? <laughs> <laughs> it just, you, man, I'm a DB at heart, man. Seeing those numbers in the past game is just, oh, man. I'm sure Pete Carroll and Ken Norton feel the exact same way, but for whatever reason, man, I guess that just means in those games we're getting up on teams, they're having to fight back, and they're throwing there the ball go. over the yard. See? I'm not going to go with you on that. I'm not going to go all the way there. I, I just can't do it in my in my mind, but – the stats don't lie, like you said, Bump. They are 9-0 and when they give up 400 yards. So I guess if we give up 400 yards the rest of the year, we're going to be 16-0. and It'll be all right. Something tells me Fitzpatrick ain't going to do that, though. Something tells me we'll be mm -hmm. all right. Hey, let's talk about the ballers. Who made some plays this week? Touchdown, Seahawks! Playmakers. Show them what time it is! Holy catfish! First playmaker, Mr. Russell Wilson, 27 of 40, 315 yards, five touchdowns, six carries for 22 yards. I mean, 
the our last three podcasts can just be a praise Russell podcast because pretty much. I mean, I, this guy's playing at a high level. He's doing things. I put out. I told you about the tweet I put out. People mm-hmm. were saying I said Russ is the best quarterback in the league. People are oh Mahomes, Mahomes. Well, guess what? He just did something that Mahomes hasn't done. Fourteen touchdowns in the first three games. Give your boy some love. Literally, I said it earlier. I don't have enough words to talk about how good this man is, okay? He's thrown for five touchdowns in consecutive games. He's the first person to do that in the NFL since Ben Roethlisberger in 2014. Uh, And look at this stat. So, in all the NFL, looking at games where the quarterback threw for five touchdowns, zero interceptions, and led the team on a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter, Russell Wilson has done that three times. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Brett Favre, Joe Montana, and... And Peyton Manning have done that twice combined. And those, those, those are some pretty good quarterbacks, right? Those guys are good. Yeah, they're not bad, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, come on now. It's unbelievable. The dude is, the dude is unconscious right now. He's 79 for 103, 76% completion rate, 925 passing yards, 14 tubs, one interception. It looks like a video game. This is what it looks like when I'm whooping my son's butt on Madden. You know, these are the video game type numbers. Um, another playmaker, Tyler Lockett, nine catches, 100 yards, three touchdowns. First time in his career he's had a three-touchdown game. I, that was weird to me. I felt like he's had a couple already. Maybe he just had huge impacts on games. But Tyler Lockett continues to impress. And he doesn't do it in a way that DK does it to where it's flashy and it's and it's super explosive and people are talking about how great he is. He just low key shows up to work, you know, put gets his lunch pail, hard hat. I'm gonna go do my thing and uh, continue to be the catalyst of this team. Well, and I mentioned it a minute ago about how he's just a technician. You look at all his touchdown routes. Okay, on his second TD, he's lined up kind of inside the slot, and the DB number 27 just hooks him on the route. Completely gets his feet look like they're in cement and then Tyler Lockett is wide open he's not even within five yards of the guy and then on the third touchdown he just finds a way to get to that back pylon it's funny because I know every other defensive coordinator everyone watches film on our red zone offense but it seems like every single game you have Tyra either running a drag or a corner route to that back pylon for six and it's literally every single game I know people are looking for that we always (laughs) find a way to get it done DK balling four catches, 110 yards, one touchdown, and he redeemed himself. He did the ultimate no no. He did the Deshaun Jackson. He eased up, swagged it out, didn't secure the football. A rookie DB comes in, punches it out. That is a tough lesson learned, but I'm going to say this never happens again. Oh, never. No question about it. I'm sure the, the second it happened, he knows. He doesn't need Pete to come tell him what the issue was. He doesn't need Russ or Bobby or any of those guys to let him know. He understands that this football team preaches it's all about the football. It's all about the ball, and you know you got to protect it. I promise you for the rest of the year, you're going to see him running through the end zone, handing that <laughs> ball to the official. But it's just good to see him bounce back, man. I bet you if he has a chance, he's going to hit us with the Bo Jackson run through the tunnel mm-hmm. just to show everybody, like, look. I'm going to over-exaggerate this so y'all can get off my back because the national media is tearing him up right now. But DK's resilient. He'll be all right. He'll be good. I'm, I mean, film session is probably going to be a little rough this morning. But other than that, he's going to be straight. Who else balled out? Who else made some plays? Shaquille Griffin. Now, Shaquille, he racked up 11 tackles. He had one pass offense. Got his first pick since 2018. I think it had been about 30 games since he got one. And, yeah, the def- it's, hard to, it's hard to say that someone in the secondary balled out with all the yards given up. But you got to look at the context, man. I mean, he was very active. He was very aggressive. And I think that's good for him to get a little confidence, get you a little interception. 
gave up some plays, but overall he's been pretty good this season, and that's without Quentin Dunbar. You know, that's without playing with Jamal Adams. That was without playing with Quandre Diggs the week before. So it's good to see him being active out there. And I got to throw some love to his brother too. His brother yes. came off the practice squad, yes. was active again, and he was he was active rushing the passer, had a couple tackles, a QB hit. So it's good to see the Griffin twins balling out. Yeah, but I, I want to encourage people like, look, yes, Griffin had 11 tackles, probably not the best thing. But the way they play defense is a soft coverage. Like, guys are going to complete passes against this defense. It's about limiting the big plays. So that's what they have to fix. Guys are going to complete passes, but limit the huge plays. There was a drive where, what was it, three plays, 99 yards, something crazy like mm-hmm. that. Those are the things that really hurt a defense. So, oh, yeah, I also want to point out, Allen Robinson, man. Oh, First time playing, him. had a sack two tackles for loss late in the game for the young man to, to step up during his first performance was fun to see. You know, it's great to see. And everyone is stepping up, man. Every week it's been someone we didn't expect to step up. Ryan Neal stepped up. Alton Robinson yeah. the week before was Lano Hill and LJ Collier. So it's good to see everyone spreading the wealth and getting things done when they need to. It takes a village. All right. Receiver roundup. We talked about DK Metcalf, four for one ten. Tyler Lockett, nine for a hundred. Greg Olson at five for 61. He had a clutch fourth mm-hmm. down reception. That's why he's on this football team. He's not going to have these crazy numbers. He's not going to blow by guys. He's not going to physically dominate guys. But when you need a play to be made, you can count on Olsen. Oh, absolutely. That fourth and three was huge, obviously, on the game-winning drive. Couldn't just won the game without that play. He also had another big catch down by the goal line where he got pushed out of bounds, yeah. got his feet back in. And you can just tell that he's a vet. The way he got catches the ball with the hands out there, get a little toe tap. So, no, Greg is definitely clutch. Got Freddie Swain, another game with the catch, one catch for 13. Chris Carson, three catches for 12. Carlos Hyde, one for 11. Will Disley, two for five. I'm still waiting for Disley to to, to pop. You know, I, I think that he's close. I think it's, it's good that he's getting eased back into the situation. They're not saying, hey, you're giving 80% of the snaps now. Once he gets going, like I said earlier, there's a next level to this offense. Oh, absolutely. That's one of my notes I had written down after rewatching the game is that Will Disley needs to be a bigger factor. I mean, you look mm-hmm. at his first two years, he only played in 10 games, but he had six touchdowns. We know what he can do as a blocker. We know he's one of the best blockers at the tight end position. But like you said, once he becomes a real threat in the passing game, I don't know how the heck guys are going to cover our receivers between DK and Tyler. They need to throw in Demo and Greg Olson. If, if Will Disley is a factor in this offense, I honestly, the sky's the limit for sure. Demo had one for two yards. Hollister had one catch, but it was for a touchdown. You'll take that. Travis Homer had one target, no catches. All right, let's head over to the coach's corner and break down DK Metcalf's go-ahead touchdown. Russell looks, sets, has time. Going to throw to the end zone. Watch. It's DK. He makes the catch. Touchdown, Seahawks. I couldn't see him for a second, and suddenly he flashes in the end zone, and it's DK Metcalf. And he, in fact, makes up for the play earlier. And it's only fitting, is it, that he's the guy who comes up with the big reception, the touchdown with 147 left to play. That was a slow developing play. A lot of things had to happen. You got DK up top, Tyler in the slot. Tyler runs like a wheel concept. DK runs a deep cross gets on top of the safety, and Russell does what he does. He is so great at dropping that ball in the basket. I I bet you, you know that drill that quarterbacks do when they put the trash can in the corner of the end zone? Mm -hmm. Something tells me he might be one of the best in the league at that drill just by the way he's able to drop those dimes in there. And for DK, 
I don't think he lost any confidence after fumbling that football. But this is nice just to kind of shake things off. You know, like, okay, I made a mistake, but now I came back and I made a play when my team needed it. We're watching a star in the making at number 14. Oh, you got to love it too, man. And like you said, you pointed out the deep cross. This is an incredibly long developing play. And one quick little shout out to the offensive line because Russell Wilson has an incredibly clean pocket. He has all the time in the world because a deep cross like that, you need you need five seconds. You got to get down the field. So like it was good to see that. And then Russell, like you said, drop it in a bucket. Um, I don't know if you remember at the Pro Bowl last year, they had that new throwing competition, and Russ was balling yeah. out, especially in all the deep balls, because we know he's the best deep ball thrower in the game. And then going back to DK, I mean, like you said, I don't think he lost confidence either, but but to still come and do it when the game's on the line, right? You're not thinking about anything, like go up and get that football and just run right past the safety. I mean, if you look at the safety, he's in good position. He's a deep yeah. he's, he's a deep safety, and he sees it happen right in front of him, and DK just has those long strides. It just runs right by him, and then Russell drops it in the bucket. So great to see, for sure. You can't teach speed, and you can't teach size. And DK has both of them, and also confidence, man. That guy is super confident right now playing at a high level hey nasa choby what's the greatest formation in football ah oh, it's the victory formation here comes the seahawk offense onto the field and the vikings defense trudging out there knowing that one kneel down and the seahawks are going to wind the clock down and win this one it's the victory formation on hawk talk you can complain about this. You can complain about that. You can say the defense needs to do this. They should run the ball. You can say all these things. But at the end of the day, these guys walked off a century-length field with the W. These guys are 3-0. and And how lucky are we to watch a guy like Russell Wilson perform? Not too many franchises get to see this. I don't know when's the last time the Dolphins had a really mm-hmm. good quarterback. I don't know when last time the Bengals had a really good quarterback. Cleveland Browns, they're 2-1, and but they're still struggling. I mean, can't take this stuff for granted. No, and it's it's one of those things that we've had Russell since 2012, and honestly, I think I do. I think this is the first year. I mean, I've obviously been Team Russ the entire way in, in respect to what he does, but I think this is the first year I've like taken a step back and being like, we are unbelievably blessed and to see what's going on because what he's doing is truly special. And I, uh, I'm a Mariners fan. Mm-hmm. I used to be a former Mariners employee, so mm-hmm. uh, I still live and die with that team, but. When you see greatness and and just getting to the playoffs every year and things like that because of number three, you got to step back and appreciate it because there's a lot of suffering fan bases. Like you mentioned, Detroit. I mean, there's tons of fans bases that are like, man, I would do anything to have someone even 50% as good as Russell Wilson's or starting quarterback. So Seahawks fans out there, take a minute today, take a step yeah. back and appreciate the greatness we are getting from Russell Wilson. There's a statue in front of T-Mobile. Mr. Ken Griffey, mm-hmm. there's going to be one in front of CenturyLink of Mr. Number Three oh, yeah. when it's all said and done. Yep, and he's going to have one in Canton, Ohio as well. There we go. Uh, Shaquille Griffin got his first pick since 2018. It was nice to see him get his hands on the football. That's been his knock, right? Everyone say, oh, but he doesn't cause turnovers, this and that. Well, he got his pick. He might have given up some yards. But whenever you can win the turnover battle, you're probably going to win football games. He contributed. Oh, absolutely. Like you said, it's great to see him get – get it going, kind of like a basketball player I've talked about, seeing one go through. So just getting that confidence, and I think it's going to help him next week, especially go down to Miami. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick has been known to throw the ball to the other team a little bit, so I'm hoping <laughs> that trend continues and Shaquille gets another pick next week. 
I hope Shaquille gets another pick, and I hope DK continues to do what he does, man. I mean, it's uh, I mean, he did have that fumble, like we mentioned, but he bounced back, and he's a big play type of dude. Um, the Hawks need that to continue to keep the success going. Oh, absolutely. I think uh, DK is going to become a Pro Bowl player. I think just looking at the numbers when it's all said and done this year, uh, it's going to reflect that. But I think he's going to continue making big plays every week, and he is taking steps to being a perennial Pro Bowl, all-pro type guy. We know he has the physical tools. We know he can run the routes now. So he just got to finish, right? He's just got to keep it up and be consistent. Another way they got this done was their depth. I mean, we saw Ryan Neal, Shaquem Griffin, Alton Robinson, Jordan Simmons. I mean, these are guys that we didn't expect to see on Sunday. And they got in the game, and they still performed well enough for this team to get a win. If you want to make runs to the Super Bowl, you got to have depth. You got to be coached up. That's what we saw on Sunday. And it's great, too, because if we're going to be forced to be in this position, it's great that it's early in the season, right? So yeah. guys are getting real live game reps. They feel like they're in the game. They're seeing stuff that they may have never seen for the first time. So it's just building that experience. So if you're called upon in you know, December or in the playoffs, you're ready to go because you've been in the wars, you've been in the battles, and you kind of understand what it's all about. So it's great to see. It's nice to get those reps. The Hawks are 3-0 and for the first time since 2013. How'd that season end, Nas? Oh, man. We went to New York, and we did some things. We, we beat a team kind of a lot to a little. We got this little trophy thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a little trophy. A little trophy. Well, we're not focusing on the trophy yet, but it sure is nice to be 3-0. and The Hawks are flying down to Miami, probably the furthest flight that they could possibly take. But we see how they handled themselves on the road last year, 7-1. I would expect them to go down to Miami and get it done. It's been real. I'm Michael Bumpus. He is Nasa Chobi. This is Hawk Talk Recap Edition. We will talk to you guys soon. Have a good one.